Answers podcast, You Asked. I'm your host, Drew McKay, and we're here with Pastor Chris, Pastor Eddie, and Pastor Justin. Today we'll be discussing the following question that was texted in last Sunday. What happens between death and our resurrected life? Where are we during this time? Pastor Chris, uh, you preached this Sunday. Give us some context for these questions before we dive in. Yeah, last two Sundays we have been in 1 Corinthians 15, and uh, we're working on the subject of the resurrection. Uh, the first Sunday was Easter Sunday, and we dealt with the uh, the resurrection of Christ, uh, which we don't believe, it doesn't seem from the context that the uh, Corinthians doubted that that was real. But what they did doubt, which was from this past Sunday, and we'll get into this Sunday as well, was um, was their own resurrection. Uh, and there were two reasons for that, and some of our questions have been around this issue. The two questions is, one is... Um, um, experiential reasons, and that is the fact that we just don't see people when they die, they go in the ground and they don't come back, like, they don't come back out, so, I mean, there's a there's that kind of experiential reason of why we, we tend not to believe that there's a resurrection. The second one um, is more philosophical, it has to do with the Greeks and how they believe that, and somewhat like today, there are really two options they believe. One was, the first one, you went in the grave and then come back, and that was it, lights are off. The second option they believed was that you did go on as a soul, and that that was the ultimate goal of existence for them. They believed that uh, physical body was bad, spirit was good, and so therefore when you died, you got to release yourself. Some of the, the writers would talk about uh, from the, 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 uh, the dead body and the carcass that you're dragging around with you. You finally get to get free of that, let go, and be yourself, which is an eternal kind of ghostly ethereal existence. So in light of that, those two problems, Paul addresses that um, and tells them that they will have a physical resurrection, just like Jesus had a physical resurrection. So, so those are the two kind of subjects we got there. So to address the question then, what happens between death and our resurrected life? Where are we during that time? Yeah, and so I'm going to, we'll speak to it from the sense of the believer, since that's kind of the question uh, of that. Um, there is both a a future physical resurrection for believer and unbeliever alike in terms of judgment, uh, as well as, as eternal states of what we would typically call heaven and hell, which the Bible referred to as a new earth and a lake of fire. But we'll speak just to the uh, believer. Uh, first of all, we would say that uh, for the believer, um, there is uh, there's plenty of passages that indicate that there is immediate presence that we have with the Lord. Second uh, Corinthians five eight. Uh, says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Jesus would tell the thief on the cross in Luke 23 that today you'll be with me in paradise. So there is an immediate presence we have with him. Um, so that that's we're not just laying around the ground waiting. Um, there is immediate, immediate presence. And, and then the question becomes, so then what about us? What about um, bodies and, and things along those lines? And I think there's, there's actually lots of passages that deal with, uh, with that subject, um, I, th- I think one of them uh, we would take would be in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5. He talks about that, uh, he says, we, ha- we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So there, there he's making the analogy of a, a physical tent we have now. There's another kind of physical tent that we have. Um, in theology, we we typically call this, it may sound strange, we call it an intermediate heaven and an intermediate body that we have. Meaning there's something in between now as a physical earth, death, 
a separation from the body. There's some kind of uh, tent, <laughs> to use Paul's word. Um, and there's a future resurrection where there's a new earth and there's new bodies. And so in between, then we call that the intermediate, the time in between. Um, but it does seem to be um, other passages in that way. Uh, you've got uh, Luke chapter 9. Uh, we have the uh, Jesus on the Mount Transfiguration. And there he has uh, he meets um, Moses and Elijah. And they, they appear to, to Peter and the other disciples that were there to be real physical human beings. I mean, they're not ghosts. They don't seem to be that way. They actually talk about, hey, let's build a tent for all three of them, Jesus and, you know. So there clearly was an appearance of a physical human being. And so there seems to be that they had some kind of body that looked familiar to the disciples in that way. Uh, Revelation chapter 6, I'll just give this one more of those others, but Revelation 6 is interesting because it talks about martyrs um, that, uh, that were killed here on earth, and they're in heaven. And, uh, and it, it says here that um, in Re Revelation 6, it says, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain. So you immediately think, oh, those are ghostly, you know, kind of ethereal existence. It must be what we have. And it says, uh, they cried out with a loud voice, the sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood. And then they were each given a white robe, and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should come to complete, who had been killed as they themselves had been. And so there's clearly the indication of, though they're called souls, that they have physical, they, they, they can speak, they have uh, total white robes, which implies a body. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. All that to say. And there, there's plenty of verses that seem to indicate that once we die, we're immediately in the presence of God, and we do have a, we'll call it an intermediate body. We have a body. I don't know if you call it a loner. It's like, you know, you know like hurts or is your rental car, is your rental body for a little bit. Um, you know, you can have it for a little bit and then you get a new one. But um, there clearly is a future physical resurrection where we do get our bodies back. But in the meantime, there are intermediate bodies. There seems to be indicated from, from Scripture. Yeah, and then after the, they're uniting with the new resurrected body is when we, take up residence on the new earth like we're not meant to just stay in that intermediate state of heaven or in the presence of the Lord there but we're we were made for earth and we're going to stay on earth. well in many ways uh, Revelation 21 says heaven comes to earth yeah <laughs> I mean it, it does it comes down we call it's called the new Jerusalem big cube yeah the, the new Jerusalem uh, which is honestly which is the the current presence of God now we would call Paul would call it in the third heaven, you know, we right. call it that right now. There's, that's a whole other tangent. About <laughs> the word heaven, how it's used in Scripture in many different ways. But um, that's the presence of God coming down. That's heaven as we understand it today. It's coming down to earth. It will be the new Jerusalem. So we will be back here, and this is where we will be on a new, you know, refined, resurrected, uh, renewed earth uh, to live out a physical existence forever like we have now. And that's important because, because uh, first of all, because we... We, this is what we know. We were made, you look at, go to Adam in Genesis, he was made from the dirt, you know, from the ground. We were made from this earth. We were made for it. Now, sin messed everything up, ruined everything, broke everything, and broke our relationship with God, but God's not, he's not throwing it away. He's not throwing this whole thing away as if, like, sin won or Satan won. Like, they, they didn't win, <laughs> and they won't win, which is why there will be a physical resurrection in the future with a physical new earth because that was always the way it was supposed to be. 
and God will win. Um, and that's why we'll talk about this Sunday. That the ultimate, you know, the, the final one to defeat is death. And, uh, and Jesus will defeat that by the resurrection of us and your I think that's important because sometimes when we talk about having an eternal perspective on life, a lot of times people will just kind of think about heaven and not past heaven. You know, where it's just like, oh, I can't wait till I get to go be with Jesus in heaven. It's like, yes, but that's actually, to, to use kind of the more theological, that's, that's that intermediate period. The, the true eternal perspective is to realize God's going to restore everything, and everything is going to be made whole again from sin, and we're going to be on earth. We're going to be in glorified bodies free from sin, and we're going to be in those bodies on a glorified earth free from sin. And that's truly that eternal perspective that we're longing for. In that intermediate period, I, you know, one of the things I've always thought about is we don't, I, I don't know how we'll even really experience that because time won't exist in that period True. like it does here. So it's going to feel, I don't know, <laughs> right? Like what, they tell us how We don't know. <laughs> and I, think that's, I think that's important when we start, anytime you get into subjects about the end times with people, Anyone who starts to just make huge, like, this is how it will be in detail and lay out really strict detail, that makes me nervous because it's like, I don't think God wants us to have all of those details laid out. He does want us to stay focused on the here and now, right now, but have a longer term perspective, just not a long term detail perspective. And that's important because it, that, this is part of the gospel. I mean, that's the beautiful symmetry of the Bible. I mean, you have the Genesis 1 and 2. If you go read Revelation 21 and 22, you see a lot of similar items. We go back to the garden. You go back to the garden, except it's now culture. The whole earth is the garden. Well, yeah. It's cultured, yeah. right? That's what, that's what Adam was supposed to do. He was supposed to till the ground and cultivate it. It's been cultivated. There's a, there's cities. There's a new Jerusalem, right? There's um, there's a lot of the creation there, gardens and things that have been made. Um, so yeah, so it's it's uh, it's just a beautiful symmetry. That's the ultimate goal, right? Creation, fall, redemption, and restoration is the future, um, where God will win, and God will win the day, and things will be back the way better. I guess you'd say even they were before. So, so Chris, you referenced Second Corinthians five, mm -hmm. and there's a couple of phrases in there that um, they seem to indicate a distinction from the body in eternity, and you may have spoken to that when you were addressing it before, and I missed it. Um, but I know this is one of the things that has been, it sometimes is hard for people because there's, there are certain passages like the ones you referenced that, that suggest or even explicitly say there'll be a body in eternity and others that hint at a different type of thing. Sure. So verse eight, Paul says he would prefer to be away from his body and at home with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not with my body because I am with Jesus. And then verse nine, we make it our goal to please him, whether we're at home in the body or if we're away from it, kind of, a, it, it seems to imply if I'm here, I'm with my body. And if I'm there, I'm not with my body. Yeah. Like, what do we do with those? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple ways to explain that. I mean, the first one is to say, look, there's no definitive verse that says, here's exactly what the intermediate state looks like, right? Mm -hmm. There are inferences. There are things taking like their Luke nine, you know, where there's two guys from heaven. They have bodies. Well, God could have God just given them physical bodies at that moment. You know, he could have, right? I mean, usually you can argue the other way. Sure. Um, <clears throat> same with this. I and mean, you could say uh, whether we're home or away, whether I'm in my body now or away from my body, well, he doesn't explain what away from my body is going to look like. Is that another body that I get? 
does it look like mine? Is it like, do I get Justin's body? <laughs> like, do I get someone else's body and then I get mine back again? Like, I don't know, that seems kind of weird. I don't think that probably is going to happen. But I mean, yeah, it, it is a lot of like just, we're just kind of taking passages, God giving us hints here and there, but nothing with absolute clarity as to what that intermediate. But there's a lot of clarity in terms of what the resurrected body and the resurrected earth will look like. Um, because Revelation, the book of Isaiah, especially, a lot of that gives us a lot of physical, and this Sunday will actually be the whole sermon's going to be on what our bodies are going to look like and what we'll be able to do, because Philippians 3 says that our bodies will be will be transformed into be like Jesus' resurrected body. So if we study Jesus' resurrected body, which he was on earth for 40 days, yeah. and there are plenty of passages, a lot of interesting things that come into play. Um a lot of fun things to think about about what our future bodies might look like. Yep, sure. I think the key there is as as we long for what's after this time. It's about being in the presence of the Lord. It's about being with Christ. And I think, at least I've observed in my life, and maybe in some place I've been, we get wrapped up in maybe the perks and the benefits, the place this or that, what are we going to have or not have? One might say playing harps on the clouds or taking naps on the ground. Right. You you hear all strange, thank you, Pastor Dustin. <laughs> uh, no, but you do, you hear all these like crazy things where people want to speculate about what is my, my body going to be like and what is heaven going to be like and this and that. And that's all in wonderful. But the thrust of scripture is we are in the presence of we are united with Jesus Christ. And all those other things do happen, but I think the overarching thing that we're going to be in awe of is being in the presence of the Lord. I always remember uh, Piper, uh, John Piper saying, I you forget know, this quote on this, where he said, if you, you ask the question, if you could have all the benefits of heaven, if you could have mm-hmm. you know, uh, a body that never fails, if you could have see all the loved ones you've missed before, um, you know, have all those things. You could have all the benefits of heaven and, and not have Jesus there, would you be okay with that? And his answer is answer the question goes, if the answer is yes, then you're not gonna be there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is this is what it is ultimately about. There are wonderful things that God gives us to to glorify him, make much of him, enjoy him in the eternal state, but ultimately it is the presence of God that we are we're there for. Well, thank you for submitting your questions. We hope this conversation has been helpful for you. You can always reach out to one of the pastors if you have any further questions. You have been listening to You Ask.